amazed. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Only two miracles recorded in the New Testament. The resurrection of Jesus and the feeding of the 5,000 people. I just want us to have a look at it. Um, okay. Let me... It's in verse 14, Matthew 14, uh, from verse 13. The Bible says, when Jesus heard what happened, before we go there, let me just uh, paraphrase verse 13. John the Baptist has been going around, and Herod was getting annoyed, if I have to put it that way, if I have to paraphrase. And... Um, this little girl danced so much for Harold that Harold said to her, whatever you want, I will give it to you. And this little girl said in verse 13, she said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And because she said it in front of Harold's guests, Harold had no option but to do it even if he was scared. Even if he didn't want to do it, he had to do it because that's a vow that he had made or a promise he had made to the girl to say, whatever you want, I will give it to you. So she wanted the head of John the Baptist. So he allowed the head of John, he allowed John the Baptist to be deheaded, beheaded in prison and brought in a platter to this girl. The disciples of John the Baptist then came and took the body of John and they buried him. After burying John, they went and told Jesus. And it affected Jesus. We must know that Jesus is just like us. He made us. So he was also probably hurting he was hurting. When he heard the news, he was hurting. So let's just take it. It says, when Jesus heard what happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, meaning the beheading of John, the crowds followed him on foot by, from the towns. Next verse. It says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Jesus had compassion on them and healed them. We're going to go up to verse 20. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them, to, bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down. I want you to hold on to that. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. 
taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the bread, the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples. Then he gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Can we go to 21? The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides the women and children. Say this with me. I trust God completely. Even if I can't trace him. Let's say this again. I trust God completely. Even if I can't trace him. There are times when you have to trust God even if you can't trace God. There are times when you have to trust God when you even don't see what is happening around you. There are times when things are happening around you that are so bad that you just need to trust God. You just need to trust God completely, no doubt, but trust God completely. When we grow in our relationships with the Lord, it is amazing that the Lord will continually blow our minds. As soon as we thought that we have seen this miracle, God does something else. As we continue to trust him. No doubt. Don't bring doubt into the scene. But the, the devil will always say, oh, okay, God has blessed you with this. Okay, let me do this. I remember, I remember when, 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 when my husband was in hospital, um, <laughs> the doctor would say, no, Mrs. Mazabani, he's doing much better. And then the next minute, here we are celebrating that, oh, pastor is doing much better. His blood pressure has gone down. His sugar levels has gone down. All of a sudden, she phones me and she's like, oh, no, something else has now popped up. And I don't know which way it's going to go. And I'm like, no, doctor, it's not going to go anyway. Because I am not going to be in a doubt mood. I am going to stand firm and I'm going to trust God and I'm going to believe God. Hallelujah. So even if you don't see God, even if you don't, the Bible says, there's a scripture that says, you might not see him in the east or in the south or in the west, but he is busy in the north. He is busy doing something for you in the north. So you might not see him in the south. You might not see him in the east. You might not see him in the west. But he is busy doing something for you in the north. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here today that is anxious and wondering how things are going to work out? I have come to tell that person or anyone online, I've come to tell you that when your situation is at its worst, God is at his best. When your situation is at its worst, God is at his best. Trust me, I've been there. This is a very interesting and uh, tense time um, in the scripture. John the Baptist has just been executed. When Jesus receives the news, 
The Bible declares that he went to a desert place, to a remote place. He took a journey. He wanted to be alone. And many of us are like that. When we hear news, sad news, or, 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 or things that affect us, we want to be alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Let me deal with this thing alone. I'm born in Gieke. Leave me alone. I just want to deal with my situation alone. And Jesus takes a journey. He takes a journey and just, he just wants to be alone and probably just want to digest what just happened to John, his cousin. But then what happens is like, Jiggy Jiggy, when he opens his eyes, he sees a multitude of crowd following him. Can you imagine the crowd, when, they were not even scared to risk their lives by following Jesus. They know what just happened, but they were not scared. They still followed Christ. And when he opened his eyes, Jesus had compassion. He had compassion for all these people. And the Bible says he healed them. He healed as many of them. He healed their friends and families. He had compassion. It's time as a body that we have compassion for one another. It's time for us not to be selfish. That is in the past. Let us have compassion for one another. Let us feel for one another. Right now, where is Ndombi? Ndombi is going through stuff on her own. Her mother is not well. Where is the body? Where is the body? Can we pick up the phone and phone her? The crowd will rather say, I'd rather be with Jesus than suffer on my own. And it's times like this where you say to you, even through the pandemic, even through whatever I'm going through, I would rather be with Jesus than going through on my own. And now the disciples and those, the crowd that follow Jesus, Jesus is so sensitive in the spirit. Can we as a church be so sensitive? Hallelujah, please people. Verse 14 says, the Bible declares that Jesus saw the multitudes and he had compassion on them. And Jesus began to heal those that were sick among them. The Bible declares that the disciples say to Jesus, we have come to a desert place and it is getting late in the evening. Send the crowd away and let them go and buy food. They are hungry. But Jesus declares that we will not send them away. We will allow them to stay right here. Right here. Jesus says, Give them what you have. Give them what you have. <laughs> Philip goes to Jesus and is like, can we just send these people away? It's getting late. Hey, Jesus, you have done what you had to do. You have worked all day. Can we now just send these people away? This is Philip telling Jesus. And Jesus is saying, no, no. 
these people are going to stay right here. Right here. Do you mean to tell me that if they had the resources, they wouldn't have bought food on the way coming, following me here? They are going to stay right here and you are going to give them what you have. The Bible says Andrew was shocked. Andrew was like, even if it's wages of everyone here, we cannot feed all these people. And you must remember that it was not only five men, 5,000 men. It probably was 5,000 women or 4,000 women. And there were children as well. Roughly, probably it was like 15,000 people. And what did they have? They had two fish and five loaves of bread. How many times do you have to work on a fraction of what you have? How many times do you have to work on a fraction of what you have? On a portion of what you have? And you tell yourself, I can't do this. I can't. But Jesus says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Jesus knew what he was going to do. He was testing their faith. Many, many times, Jesus wants to just test our faith. Jesus knows what he's going to do. He knows. But he wants to test our faith. And can you imagine these multitudes or crowds of people saying, but we are with Jesus. How can we get hungry? We are with Jesus and we are hungry. <laughs> and you tell yourselves the same thing. I'm with Jesus. I go to church. I tithe. I give. I, but I'm still sick. I'm still having lack in my house. I don't have money to pay my mortgage, but I tithe, but I go to church. I serve in church. Can you imagine what the crowd was thinking that we are with Jesus and we are hungry? <laughs> when we get our back against the wall, we must know that Jesus is always there for us. Every time you have your back against the wall, you know that my God will never leave me nor forsake me. He will never do that. I can testify that many, many times when I, we didn't know what to do, something somehow always came through. When we had our back against the wall and we didn't know what to do, God will always come through. And when he comes through, he comes through and he shows off. Say this with me. My God is able. My God is able. Hallelujah. And when he is able, he is able, he is, and he is able to do exceedingly above what you can even think or imagine. Hallelujah. Our God is able. There's a miracle about to manifest in your lives. There is prosperity coming your way. 
This is our season. Even if we're walking through a storm, even if we're going through uncertain times, this is our season. God needs to bless his children so that they can find the kingdom so that he can come back to a bride that is spotless. God is not going to come back to a bride that is full of crinkles. God wants a bride that is spotless. And he is going to bless you so that you can find the kingdom so that he can come back to a spotless bride. I want us now to just uh, put this in perspective. There is a need, right? There is a need. The crowd is hungry. There are 5,000 men, numerous women and children, about 15,000. The Bible declares that they are hungry. And when the disciples assessed their resources, they come up with two fish and five loaves of bread. And that's all they have to feed feed about roughly 15,000 people. What shall we do? How do we, as God's children, respond to our resources not being sufficient? What do you do when you have resources that don't meet your needs? Verse 17 says, the disciples said unto Jesus, we have two fish and five loaves. Jesus raised a question and the disciples brought the problem to the question. (laughs) Are you hearing me, church? When you look at the situation, it's stuff that cannot meet your needs. That is a rough place to be. I've been there. I've been there. Where you try and put this and this together and it's not coming together. You try and pay 2000 here for water. You try and pay, but the water bill is 100000 And you're trying to put things together. I've been there. I'm not talking something that I don't know. I've been there where a bill is 1.5 million and you don't even know what you're going to do with the bill. And you can't come and say church. You can't. Because people will run away when you bring a bill that is 1.5 million. And you take it to God. You take the bill to God. That's why as I stand here, I just want to say, I thank God for my sister. I won't even say sister-in-law. She's more than a sister-in-law. Miranda Alts is like a mother. She's like a mother. That woman has taken off the load from our shoulders. I pray that God will increase that woman mightily so in the name of Jesus. When we went to Pastor's Review during the week, she said to me, Pastor Susan, don't tell Pastor Zueli, leave him there. Let's go to the accounts department. <laughs> According to verse 13, the crowd was now tired. They've been following Jesus. They are tired. And I'm telling you, when fatigue kicks in, I've been telling one of my daughters that lately I've been feeling so fatigued, so tired. 
But let me tell you, when you feel tired, there are many, many things that come with tiredness. Many, many things. And I, I, I don't care who it is. We all feel tired at some point. Even the person who can preach and pray in spiritual tongues, and they feel tired too. The crowd is tired. They've been walking with Jesus. And when you feel tired and you are saying to Jesus, everybody around me is getting their breakthrough. When am I going to get my breakthrough? When is my need going to be met? I attend church. I do things. I do everything. When, is my, when am I going to see my breakthrough? God says, do not get weary. Tell your neighbor, do not get weary in well-doing. Because in due season, you are going to reap if you do not faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know that you are tired, but they that wait on the Lord... They that wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength and they will mount up on wings like eagles. Hallelujah. And they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Do not get tired. They are fatigued. And when fatigue sets in, it won't be long before frustration sets in. The frustration is that they are with Jesus, but they are hungry. Can you imagine that you are with your God, who is supposed to be supplying all your needs? But God will put you through situations to see if you are able to trust him. Oh, Jesus. God will allow situations to see if you trust him when you can't trace him. And then at that moment, the devil will come and start speaking to you and start telling you things. Oh, can you see? Now you can't even pour petrol in your car. Now you can't even pay your mortgage, but you're serving a church. The Bible says that don't allow voices Set your thoughts higher than the voices. So when the devil starts speaking to you like this, set yourself higher. Hey, devil, I hear you, but I'm a kingdom kid. I serve my God, and I serve him wholeheartedly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say this with me. It doesn't matter what the devil throws at me. I know that all things work together for good, to those who love him and are called to his purpose. Hallelujah. So if your frustration, um, if your friction, let me say this rather. Philip tells God, because of time, let me just summarize everything. Philip and the disciples, they tell Jesus that all they have is two fish and five loaves. It's a fraction. It's a portion of what they need to feed all those people, right? Jesus says, bring it to me. 
bring it to me. When it's brought to Jesus and put in Jesus' hands, the Bible says Jesus takes it, looks up to heaven, gives thanks, and breaks it and gives it to the disciples. These are the seasons or the season that we have to be the sacrifice. When we are the sacrifice, we come to Jesus and we're like, Lord, bless me. Bless me. And that's, that's a prayer we pray. Bless me, Lord. And Jesus says, okay, you want to be blessed? Come. Come. And we come and we go into the hands of the Lord. And he takes us. He looks up to heaven. And he proclaims a blessing over our lives. Remember, the stuff is not a blessing. The blessing is proclaimed on you. You can take my stuff. And if I have the blessing, I can still get stuff. But if I have stuff and I follow stuff, when the stuff is taken, my mind will go crazy. But if the blessing is pronounced on me and I'm the sacrifice, Jesus says, come. And he looks up to heaven, takes me, <laughs> then he breaks me. He breaks me because I have to be broken for the blessing to come. I have to be broken. Then you start crying. Why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? Why am this? Why am this? Yes, you. You asked for the blessing. So when you are asking for the blessing, you have to be broken. Broken for the next level. Broken again for the next level. Can you imagine when Jesus looked up and started breaking that bread? He broke the bread. He had only five loaves. And there were 15,000 people. The more he broke the bread, the more the bread multiplied. The more he broke the bread, the bread multiplied. The more he broke the fish, the fish multiplied. The more he broke, the more, he, the more you are broken. The more you are blessed. Do not, do not cry when you are being broken. Celebrate God because you know that on the other side of my brokenness or all my brokenness, there is a blessing that is awaiting me. And then when that blessing is past, we can't still talk of the past. We can't still talk of the 2.5 million that we paid for this land. It's the past. What next? God, break us so that we go to our next level, so that we build you an auditorium. Break us, Lord. I'm past the 2.5 million. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. It's a past miracle. It happened. It's done. It's dusted. What next, Lord? Break us. Break us, Lord. So that we can get another 5 million to build your house. To build your house. The Bible says that as he broke it, as he broke it, it multiplied. What did he do then? He gives it 
to the disciples. He gives it to the disciples. Say this with me. The people who don't want me to be blessed are going to serve me. The Bible says that he commanded, he commanded, Jesus commanded the people. He's like, okay, disciples, bring. They gave it to him, seed. Your seed, you, the seed, give. He thanks God, he commanded. The first thing he did was to command the people to go and sit down. <laughs> when you sow your seed, go and sit down. When you sow your tithe, go and sit down. When you sow your offering, go and sit down. Don't dig. Don't go and dig. Go and sit down. The Bible says he asked them, he commanded the crowd to go and sit down. They went and they sat down. Lesson number one, after sowing your seed or tithe, wherever you are sowing it, don't go following your tithe. Don't go following your seed. Leave it. Hallelujah. Number two, he then started breaking it. He started breaking it and it multiplied. And who did he give it to? He gave it to the disciples. Isn't it the disciples who say to Jesus, send them away? Send them away because here, aish, there's only five fish, uh, two fish and five loaves. Aish, it's only enough for us. Eh? Nice fish sandwiches just for us, just for us 12. But he breaks it and he gives it to the disciples. The disciples then takes it to the people. The people are seated. He takes it. They take it and they give it to the people. They start feeding the people. The people that chases you, that chase you away. The people that want you around are the people who are going to serve you. The people who are looking down on you are the people who end up serving you. The Bible says then, after, after they had eaten, oh, I'll just, uh, I think it's verse 20, where it says, the people were so full. Yo, out of five loaves and two fishes, it says the people were satisfied. The people were full. And what happened? And there were 12 baskets left. In the Bible, where there is a number, always ask yourself, what is that number for? Number two stands for two or more gathered together where we will pray. Or can two be together if we don't agree? Number five is God's grace. Two and five is seven. God's divine kingdom, God's completion. God's going to complete whatever he has to complete on your life. And then there's 12 baskets left. 12. And the Bible says full. Full. Not half. Full. So the 12 disciples got 12 full baskets. 
12 full baskets, right? 12 full baskets. They had two fish and five loaves that they wanted to hold. But now they've got each one of them have got 12 full baskets. And God is saying that this is the season that he's going to bless you abundantly. Do not hoard. Do not hoard. Give if you have to give. Where you see a need, give. And you will see your blessing. After that, after Jesus has done this miracle, the Bible says that he's put the disciples in a boat. And he said to them, I'll meet you on the other side. I'll meet you on the other side. And Jesus went to pray. When Jesus went to pray, it says in the hour of dawn, according to the Bible, it says around three, it says there was a storm. I'm here to tell you, church, that the first storm, Jesus was in the boat with the disciples. And Jesus calmed the storm. As you begin your walk, Jesus is going to be with you. And Jesus is going to come what you're going through. But as you mature, as you mature and go to different levels, the second time, Jesus was not in the boat with them. Jesus was not talking to the storm. Jesus was talking to them. And Jesus says to them, come. Jesus is saying to us, come. You can walk on water. Come. You can. You can walk on water. Don't look at your situation. You can walk on water. This time, Jesus is out of the boat. You have grown. You have matured. Now you can speak to the storm. You don't need a pastor. You don't need a friend. You can go into your room and lock and go on your knees and pray. Jesus says, come. Peter comes out, the brave one. He comes out and he starts walking on water. The problem Peter had, he started looking at his circumstance. In this season, family, let's not look at our circumstances. We know where we are going to. We know. We know. You know. I know. We know. We know where we are going to. And we want Jesus to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have done so well. I did not send you here on earth to just become an idol. I sent you and you completed the assignment that I sent you to do. Can we stand up? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm also going to ask Pastor Zueli to come and help me. Let's just pray for the people. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.